Hey everybody, it's me, Randy from SNME Radio, and happy Elimination Chamber Week. Tonight's free episode is the Smack Daddies, where they're going to review the episode leading in to Elimination Chamber. It's going to be a Sammy night, so please listen and enjoy. And tonight, it is Saturday, it is Elimination Chamber. Come join us for the Elimination Chamber after party on SNME Radio. Link will be posted in the Patreon. If you're not a Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash SNME radio so you can join Boris and Matt on this. I think it's going to be a different type of after party. I think there will be celebration. So again, that's patreon.com forward slash SNME radio and look for your link. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, SNME Radio proudly presents its reigning, its defending, its undisputed East Coast podcasting tag team champions of the world, Brad the Dad McKinnon, Greg Father Feltham, the Smack Daddies. Special friends. Oh, wait, maybe I should try this en français. Bonjour, mes amis spécial. Nope, that's not good. That My French is terrible, Greg. Uh, but welcome, free feed, to the Smack Daddies podcast. I am Brad the Dad. Riding shotgun with me is Greg, Father Feltham. Bless you, my son. And I need all the blessings I can because we are from La Belle Provence tonight. And boy, oh boy, did we get a special episode of SmackDown. So because it was going to be so nice... It had to be free. Uh, it was, it was something. We'll we'll get to that shortly. Brad, how the hell are you? I'm fantastic. I, other than screwing up the beans for the beans and fish cakes for supper, I've had a pretty good day. The beans and beans and fish cakes. Okay, very good. So I had some white beans uh, that I rehydrated overnight last night. And I was like, I, I thought, you know, come home from work, got home around three o'clock. I could boil them for about a half an hour, maybe 45 minutes, maybe an hour at the worst, and then bake them. Well, I'm looking at recipes. I'm like, okay, apparently all this is supposed to be long. So I said nuts to it. I'll get out the Instapot. Any Instapot will conquer all. I literally have had these suckers in there for three or four different cooks, adding water trying to get these things cooked and i think in total they've been in my instapot for about like cooking for about an hour and a half oh wow on high pressure so two thoughts one the beans have been in my cupboard too long and they're just not coming back two this is why i don't buy these white beans ever again um so what did you end up feeding the family for supper then we still had the fish cakes. We had canned beans because we're can because we're Canadian and particularly from 
uh, Eastern Canada, particularly Nova Scotia, we always have maple beans sitting in my cupboard. Oh, very good. Okay. That's, I, do you know what? I, that's one of those things I just can't eat. Um, I always like when mom and dad growing up would make beans, I would like the white beans and everyone else would have like the brown beans. I just, it was never one of those things that I could really stomach, if I'm being honest. Oh, if you can get some of that famous Father Feltham uh, back bacon and uh, <sighs> cook that with the beans, yeah, chef's kiss. Yeah. Very good. All right. I hear you were at a hockey game, uh, local, two local high schools. How was the game? Uh, it was a pretty good game tonight. Um, your son's high school won. Um, ah, good old Ecole de Mozanique. But so here's the secret, Greg. Mozanique and Samet are a combined hockey team. Yes, yes. So, um, but what was really funny is, and I didn't realize this till partway through when I sent my wife a screenshot of the game. Um, the captain of the the Sama Mozanique team shares the same last name as me, which is extremely peculiar for up here and even more peculiar at a French school. Yeah, there's some weird French names because of uh, marriage and heritage. So if you think about my my son is a McKinnon who's at yep. a French high school. Yep, yep. Now, my family, my mom's family name is Dugu, which is is Acadian and from the south of France. And my wife is a Boudreau, which is um, l'Acadien. So, like, the French heritage is all around us. But, you know. It's and yet you struggled way. to say my special friends in French. Yeah, it's yeah. my grandfather's spinning in his grave somewhere. He basically, he taught himself English as an adult. So, like he was a francophone and so it was it's a cultural reparations thing so a canadian and this will sound familiar to some canadians without getting too political but acadians and french speakers in uh this part of the world were actually put into anglicized schools now they had they got to go home to their houses every day but they were encouraged actively encouraged to anglicize to the point that my wife's family the boudreau family there are two, there are four kids in that family. The two oldest have very traditional French names. And then there's my late father-in-law, who's Leslie. Like, does it get more Anglophone than Leslie rather than, you know, uh, you get something a little more Acadian like Michel or, you know, any name, anything else. Yeah. Uh, Jean-Claude, Jean like any of those French names. Yeah, fair, fair. Speaking of French, we uh we are from the La Belle Provence tonight, and we had a heck of an episode of SmackDown. But before we get into that, friends, Greg, do you have anything from news and notes from this week that you wanted to chat about? Because for those of you who are maybe finding us for the first time, we like to talk as if we're you know two friends who are meeting up on a Friday night, having a beer, which by the way I'm having a Guinness right now, as we chat a little bit about kind of some of the things we are talking about this week. So. Greg, do you have something you may want to share with the class? Um, I mean, there's there's not a whole lot that I really wanted to to kind of bring up from the week that was. I've been uh, I've been out and about a lot this week, actually. Um, so I haven't really been paying too much attention to uh, the news and, and notes of the week. But uh, a couple of things. Um, first off, was 
uh, report from today that WWE is seeking $9 billion in potential scale. Company uh, currently valued at $6.65 million, uh, sorry, $6.65 billion, but uh, is currently seeking about $9 billion in the potential sales. So I think that may um, turn off uh, some potential uh, investors. Did you say $9 billion? Correct. Which is with a B. Yeah, which is actually, uh, I was reading a story a little bit earlier today, non-wrestling related, but sports related. I believe that's also the asking price currently for the Washington Commanders NFL football team. Dear goodness. That apparently Jeff Bezos may be interested in. So, yeah. Wow, maybe Bezos will buy WWE. (laughs) Who knows? uh, Beyond Amazon Prime, I, I don't know. Um. Did you want to talk a little bit about the story that seems to be circulating from Uncle Dave about that? I'm sure we'll get more about on the weekend uh, with Mike and Dave during their segment. But uh, Kenny Omega. Yeah. Um, I I don't even know what to say with that one there. Um, I mean, Kenny Omega, this, this obviously came from also from our friends at uh, Fightful Select. But Kenny Omega is uh, still, you know, under contract. His contract hasn't been extended uh, as of yet. Um, And, um, you know, that that may happen, but nothing has actually happened as of yet um, is is what the line going around is at at, uh, AEW. Um, And it's interesting to note that there's chat uh, emanating from WWE as of late that several companies believe that they have a chance of landing landing Kenny Omega. Um, Omega apparently has a positive relationship with WWE, especially with Triple H, um, when they discussed potentially heading to the company in late 2018. uh, Ultimately, Kenny chose to go to AEW instead. Um, You know, so I don't know. It's it's interesting. If all four EVP somehow ended up in WWE, like that would be kind of hilarious. So it's it's funny. I'm actually at this hockey game tonight and texting with another buddy who's a wrestling fan. He's like, hey, did you see the story about Kenny Omega potentially going to WWE? It's like, that's never going to happen. And I wrote back, I was like, you said the same thing when Cody wasn't going to WWE. And yet here we are. And yet they're like, fair point. <laughs> and it, and we've heard about the Young Bucks. I mean, I just think that what has happened is that we now have two companies and we all need to realize that no matter what anybody says, we are going to get occasions where people are going to switch sides and not people that you might you might say, oh, they'll never go. It's like these guys have a limited time to make as much money as possible and good for them. This is a much healthier working environment for the guys who work in wrestling and a rising tide raises all boats. And I think you'll get people like TNA and, or sorry, impact wrestling and everybody, but the NWA will probably be okay. Yeah. So wait, was no one's going to comment on my shot on the NWA? I believe it. That one go. Um, okay. I, did, I, I didn't need to comment on that, but I guess uh, let's focus our attention on SmackDown episode 1226 from, as you said, La Belle Provence, Le Centre Belle, um, one of my favorite places in the world, um, the Montreal, um, the, the Habs home rink, the Bell Centre. 
and we get well how else can we begin but recap number one which is well it's funny because i started with the recap sound effect but really i should have started with this sound effect As the bloodline turns, we get the recap from last week, the return of Jay Uso. The and as the bloodline turns, the backstage segments that lead us all the way through SmackDown. Who is gonna turn on who? Greg, who's gonna turn on who? That's a good question. Um, like. We didn't get a ton of bloodline stuff on this, but boy, oh boy, did they take advantage of recaps tonight for covering for, I don't know. I'm not sure if, like, did all the bloodlines flights get delayed today? They they could very well have been. Uh, apologies. I'm trying to keep myself on mute because my printer's decided now it's going to do a cycle, a power cycle through while we're recording. That's um, okay. I'll, yeah. I'll just power through with Michael Cole. Uh, queuing up our Elimination Chamber from Montreal. And this being Elimination Chamber weekend there in Montreal, we have a shot of the Elimination Chamber hanging from the ceiling. And we start with Natalia coming out, and they talk about how her family has mixed emotions about Montreal. Wink, nod, uh, shout out to Mike from The Big Show and from Tuesday Morning Cook. Mike, there's your Bret Hart reference for tonight. And somewhere, a Mike smiles. And we get the, the right down to business because all right, that, that, that Mike who's smiling tonight is actually Mike the Miz, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Oh, well, I, I heard all about his uh, his his game time heroics is if you hear a faint cheer from the other room, that would be my son watching the NBA stuff from tonight. Dad, I don't have time to watch your fake sports. I'm watching the NBA. Well, you missed one heck of a smackdown. TCB tank comes out. And then, of course. This leads us to recap numero And this is the attack of the two out of the four horsewomen of MMA and showing how we got to this match tonight because out in their black belts and their geese, Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, and we have Team MMA versus Canadian Tanks. Greg, that's what I'm going to call this team for tonight. Chauncey and Natalia are Canadian Tanks. Canadian Tanks? All right. Is that because they're just going to tank? Well, I don't think they're going to let Natalia. They, Natalia may not win matches, but she's certainly not eating a pin in, in Canada. Now, that, there's a reason why Shotzi was in this match. Spoiler. All right. MMA offense off the front. They're working over Shotzi. Eventually, there's a counter. We get the counter to the stomp of the elbow. She has Shayna has her in down, ready to do that elbow stomp, but she literally rolls through the trapped elbow. Chauncey hits a crazy suplex onto Ronda and then rolls through that suplex into a bridge submission where she has both of Ronda's arms trapped. And Ronda gets out. They're both on the outside, Shayna and Ronda, and we get a suicide dive. And that leads us to a commercial, or at least I think it's going to lead us to a commercial. Then Natty does her discus clothesline. Then another dive from Chauncey off the top rope, taking out the, the heels. And then we get the commercial. Premature commercial. Spoiler alert for later. We get a few premature things in this. In this, At least that'll be my take. Um, 
this match is a lot of the MMA girls on offense. We get a, a big spot near the end where we have Natalia trying to get first Shayna into the sharpshooter. There's a counter from a, of a Carafuda clutch. Natty gets out of the Carafuda clutch. We have Ronda doing a top rope crossbody where she misses and crashes. Look like she lands on her knee. That leads to the sharpshooter. But don't worry. Uh, Shayna makes the save. We then look like we're going to get a heart attack. But Natty gets pulled to the outside, taken out by Shayna, and then ending with Ronda with the armbar on Chauncey. Natty can't win Greg in Montreal, but she certainly is not going to lose. Team MMA, Ronda and Shayna win our first match of the evening. Yep, that's that's what we had here. Um, I, I don't know. I was not really entertained with this match. I I could have, um, this was something I would have fast forward through if I was not watching this live. Okay, and oh, we all we get a commercial after this. Oh, do you know that Shay, that Charlotte's going to be at the NASCAR race this week? Great, fantastic! Something I'm never going to see her not on. We didn't have well, can't go any further, Greg. We now have another one of the recaps. This one is about Sami Zayn and his joining the Bloodline. So, recap number three: the Sami Zayn and the Bloodline saga begins. Which, by the way, just for funsies. I, this reminds me of watching soap operas with my grandmother, where we had this elaborate recap showing us how we had Sami Zayn and the bloodline becoming family or la famille. Hey, Greg, what's family in French? Uh, I don't know. Wait, hold on. This will be real professional. James, family in French. Translate. Fami. Fami. There you go. All right. So that's good. Uh, and for anyone who still has hearing left after Brad yells to the next room. <laughs> Pardon for that. I just, uh, what's the point of sending your kids to French school if you don't have a human translator nearby? Uh, that's, that's a fair point. I mean, put them with an earshot though, dude. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, we have Hit Rogue coming out. <laughs> and this is, I'm laughing because this was literally the saddest thing ever. If you watch Top Dollar on social media, he's got some some beats. He's got some game. This was not a good example of him being able to uh, make a joke or make, take, you know, cut a diss track. He basically talks about how Montreal is terrible. We get BFAB talking about Montreal being Canada's side chick. And I've never been so happy to see Bray Wyatt's crackling stuff in my whole life because he puts them out of their misery. Hey, did you notice who came with Bray Wyatt? Yeah. Uncle Howdy. Howdy. So Mandible Claw by Bray taking out top dollar. Then we get Mandible Claw on Ashanti the Adonis. He then gets put into a Sister Abigail by Uncle Howdy. And apparently Bray got a mic and he says, now that I've got control of myself, now that I got to control of my family, man, doesn't matter who wins tomorrow night, Bobby Lashley or Brock Lesnar, whoever comes out alive, you should run. Greg, are we getting Bray Wyatt versus, I mean, Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania? What? I, uh, I'm hoping... This is my best case scenario. 
whoever was writing this episode was enjoying some of the things that are legal in Canada that may not necessarily be legal in other places like the United States. So I'm hoping that this is some sort of the writers had some sort of high here and we're going to forget this ever happened next week. They were they had some sort of contact high from Canada. They may have ended up down in some of the more, um, shall we say, le danseur kind of parts of Quebec. And maybe they were distracted by the all of this Canadianisms going on in Montreal. And Bray was like, hey, man, I kind of want to fight Bray Wyatt. They're like, sure, 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 sure. And next week, they'll be like, wait a second. Did we just agree to this? Nah, man. Sorry, Bray. Under the Canadian influences. That, Lots of Canadian maple syrup, all those things. Well, that that's what we heard from Top Dollar tonight, that, you know, their hands are covered in gravy from poutine. So, yeah, great dis. Uh, gravy got all over the keyboard and all over the notes, and it looked like it said something like Bray Wyatt and Brock Lesnar in the same segment. And then somebody went, yeah, sure, we'll go with it. Oh, I haven't helped us. Coming back from the commercial, we get uh, what I'm going to lovingly refer to as recap number four. And that is Patrick Mahomes and all over social media with the WWE title. They get so much advertising from sending these guys these titles. Yeah, I would love to know what they ended up paying for this. Like, this was... The amount of money they got in free advertising from Patrick Mahomes is well worth whatever the cost of the belt was. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's like, hey, we made a five thousand, we made a three thousand dollar replica, and we sent it to him, and he's like, the question is, do they send side plates for both teams? Uh, I'm sure they have side plates made up. Um, they actually, because I went to WWE shop today, and we can talk a little bit more about that. But there is Sami Zayn side plates made up on WWE shop right now. Let's I'm assuming go. from his international uh, intercontinental title times. But hey, they could work. Speaking of intercontinental title recap number five, <laughs> recap for the four way match, which saw Madcap Boss win. What the heck was that? I don't it was know. A fever. It was a fever dream, right? Uh, again, I stand by my original thoughts of what happened here. Okay, Madcap Moss is in the back with Emma. And Emma says that no one's going to hold you back. No one can compare to your moves or your physique as she awkwardly rubs his chest. And Madcap says, people doubted me last week. People have been doubting my whole career. And keep doubting because Madcap Moss is a superstar. Yeah. Sure. Did he just escape from like a superstars promo from 1985? I'm assuming so. Like the guy, he's got a physique. He can go in the ring, but, but boy, oh boy, does he miss having Baron Corbin the playoff. Of. Does anyone actually miss Baron Corbin? Uh, Madcap Moss. All right. Joke, joke, does... joke. Does Madcap who misses who more? Madcap Moss missing Baron Corbin or Baron Corbin missing Madcap Moss? Or Shinsuke Nakamura missing um Rick Boogs. Rick Boogs. Shinsuke Nakamura missing Japan. Yeah. He surfs over here, so you know. Yep. Hopefully he gets lots of money to surf and he'll win the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Ariel Hawani, also can candidate and Canadian who might win the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. He's out in the crowd and we hear him talking about how 
Uh, GSP won his title in the crowd, and he hasn't heard a crowd this loud since then, Greg. Since GSP won. We got a GSP reference here on WWE programming. So before we talk this, did you see Ariel Hawani's Twitter video about four minutes long of the history of Montreal wrestling? Yes, that was very, very good. Oh, uh, when you said Twitter and Ariel Hawani, I thought we were talking about something else. No, we'll get there. We'll get there. Man, oh, man. And some people don't know how to chill. Oh, that's listen, we're we're coming up on that. We're coming up on that right after this segment. But yeah. Um, I, I love this. I love the the um Ariel Hawani um I don't know what the word I want to say here, not interaction, but integration maybe with WWE. He does um for those who may not be aware, he is a correspondent for BT um bt sports in the uk so him being involved with wwe is not something that would be uh completely abnormal yeah and it was great and he should be on this he's one of the most famous reporters to ever come out of the ball parlance and is it this is a guy who he has a personal relationship with so Yeah. yeah this it was appropriate for this um, speaking of appropriate for a rough night out on the town in Montreal, we had Seamus and Drew McIntyre. Uh, no, before we do that, I want to talk. I want to talk Tony Khan. Oh, can we? We can talk Tony Khan. You know, there's another one, but this is about when that tweet. But came th- out. this is when the tweet comes out. Shortly thereafter, this 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 interaction, Tony Khan sends a tweet out that says. You're a fraud at Ariel Hawani. You're as legitimate as a reporter as Tony Schiavone. Which is total malarkey because he's been banned from the MMA scene by UFC for crossing lines and for being a legitimate reporter. He went independent from Fox so that he could do better coverage and has all of these side deals. He created his own marketplace. Why is How do you say this? Oh, wait, I get it. Tony Khan, you're just jealous that Ariel Hawani won't give you the time of day. Yeah, and I I mean, I know that there was some heat between Ariel Hawani and Tony Khan um, for a couple of things. One, the MJF uh, interview that didn't get cleared by AEW prior to it being recorded and released. And then second, uh, Ariel Hawani made some comments after his hour-long rambling interview with Tony Khan, uh, trying to clear the air. Ariel referring to it as probably the worst interview he's ever done, I believe, was the the quote. You know, I'm not 100% confident. I, I'm not reading word for word what he said, but essentially that's what he, he kind of said. Oh, it's what he implied if he didn't say. Yeah. So. Uh, TK needs to just, you look pathetic when you're, there's two things you don't do in life. You don't punch down again on somebody and you don't take cheap shots against somebody who is legitimately a big wrestling fan. And probably this is a very big deal for him. He may not appear on WWE programming ever again. After this, this may be a one-off thing where it outside of his BT sports stuff, but he's on Fox in his hometown, hyping up Sami Zayn. Yeah, after recording a promotional video for him, 
too hyped it hype it up as well. And this isn't the first time Ariel Helwani has done this type of thing. He did a similar one for WWE not that long ago. But not very often on the Fox or the you know the Fox feed or on NBC. It's usually no, on- no, no. And he's done panels for WWE, like he's done um, um, pre shows and stuff. So yeah, this strikes me as uh, a jealous ex boyfriend wanting to be you know or jealous ex-girlfriend depending on your gender your sexual preference you know somebody you have a jealous ex and they're like see they go they see you out happy and they're like taking shots and it's like dude you just why can't you just be happy be happy you're tony khan you're rich as hell you could end up buying this company out of spite and you're just being a dink today well, like you said, you know, um, um, high tides raises all boats, right? This is not raising your boat. This is dragging your boat down with shots like this. So I, I yeah, I, I mean, I kind of, AEW sometimes to me is really hard to get behind. Um, I mean, the wrestling is great, but it's a little too much at times. And Tony doing stuff like this doesn't help that. AEW is not hard to get behind, Greg. I would challenge that statement. I would say Tony Khan sometimes is hard to get behind. No, I I can't even go that way, Brad, because, I mean, this is not an AEW podcast. I get that. So, I mean, people can fast forward if they don't want to hear my ramblings. But it's AEW is sometimes directionless and is too quick to... Uh, go to the extreme like uh, John Moxley I think if a camera catches a glimpse of him he's got a blade doesn't matter he could be in a promo segment like it, he's got a blade I, I I don't get this man I, I I'm concerned for this man's health like how much blood thinners is this poor man on um yeah and well I won't let you ramble too much because hey shout out to our buddy Steve Swift on the network who is that's his that's his gimmick that's, that's his gimmick so that's I'm not gimmick. stealing that but yeah this this I I yeah I I can't get behind Tony Khan with comments like this so and it it's one of those things where you're you're a happy wrestling fan you're watching your wrestling you got your Twitter open and you see something like this and you're just like like it's be, like 10 seconds of self-awareness Tony Khan don't, yeah. don't just don't just this is not nope don't do it don't say it nope and I'm curious. I've been refreshing Twitter to see if Helwani will take the bait and say anything. He does have comments, and I'll bring them up later um, on on the main event. But he's not addressing Tony Khan's comments at all on anything we've seen. And we're live right after the show, guys. So maybe he'll do something in the next little bit. But yeah, um, yeah. I it it's like. This is the, you know, I hear that we're going to get a Love Guru podcast a little bit delayed. It's like, here's my free marriage advice to anybody. When she says, does this look make me look fat? The answer is nope. Nope. The answer is turn around and run. Yep. You don't answer that question. I have been, I have had shoes thrown at me for answering both both that question both ways, Greg. Yeah, I, I would believe it, because if they think that they are, they will call you on it and throw stuff at you. Yeah. The only way to answer that question successfully for you to live, to tell the story, is turn around and run. Yeah, you say, oh, I need to use the bathroom. Oh, wait. Don't even. Just go. Just go. 
Yeah, who quietly like leave the room, like when Homer disappeared into the hedges in that classic Simpsons episode. Just yep, that's I, that's you. I won't. I will. I'll never forget. I thought I knew how to answer this question when I was a young man. I was dating this little this little skinny mini, and she came out there and said, "Does this dress make me look fat?" And the truth of the matter was, no, it didn't. She was t- like a size two at best, and I said, "No, you look great." And she says, "You think I'm too skinny?" And literally, her heels came off and went flying at my head. Like you're a dumbass. I know, and that was it. Yeah. That's the last time I've ever I haven't answered that question since 2001, folks. Not yeah. touching it with a 20 foot pole. No. Nope. You know what I will touch with a 20 foot pole is this Sheamus and Drew versus the Viking Raiders match. Um. Right. No. Wait. What? Dude, I will tell you, um, as we got ready to record this, I thought to myself, this SmackDown, like the one going into Royal Rumble, I called as a one episode, or like a one match show. This is a one segment show for me. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't get into this. And, and I, I don't know. It just, uh. okay. I'll try and keep this brief for Greg's sake. We have heavy bombs from both Ivar and Seamus. This ends up leading us to uh, brawling around the outside of the ring. Drew throwing Eric into the barricade. We end up having the Viking Raiders knock the outside. Valhalla interferes. Commercial. Back from commercial. Um, by the way, highlight of the commercials. Farmer gets a wife, Greg. I think we can start a new spinoff podcast. Farmer gets a wife. Oh, dear God. I fast forwarded through that crap. Uh, you must be watching on the Fox feed tonight, were you? I'm watching on the Fox feed. I am now recording. I have set my DVR. I'll report back on Farmer Gets a Wife. Okay, because that was definitely not on Sportsnet. <laughs> we see Sheamus is caught by Ivar. The heels are on offense. Hot tag to Drew. We get a Mishinoku driver. The Drew throws, which always look great. We have a big old Glasgow kiss headbutt. Sheamus gets caught on the top rope. Uh, he hits a crazy one of his front rolling, uh, like a version of a Samoan drop, but it's that front rolling suplex where he does it from the top rope. And I'm like, dear God, you have spinal stenosis. What is going on here? Yeah. Um, yeah. Back, don't do that shit. Yeah, don't. Just don't. So we come back and we have the Viking Raiders taking the beats of the Ballard, just bashing his, their chests in. We get a uh, bro kick missed. We end up having Eric catch, try to catch him for the power bomb, but nearly drop him into the ropes, but still power him up for a power bomb. Eric gets from the second rope. He hits Sheamus with that with his big splash where he has him. Uh, that's a two. Eventually, Eric has one of has I think it's Sheamus this time. <coughs> Pardon me. He has him up on on sitting on top rope, and he catches him, and he goes and he pit, and he drops him face first or. Um, like a front slam first in the middle rope. It was just gross. Uh, they We have a couple of claymores dodged. Eventually, this le- we get a distraction near the end where it looks like the Viking Raiders are going to hit um, Ragnarok. They're going to hit their big finisher. Sheamus comes in out of nowhere, hits a bro kick, taking out one Viking. This allows Drew to escape, and he hits a claymore. And yeah, um, Ragnarok came early. Vikings are lose and of course drew and Seamus win great okay okay greg um not your favorite match but this was you gotta respect these guys 
hit the like beat the hell out of each other. They're these. This was their pay per view match because none of these guys are booked tomorrow. No, I I get that. I I don't know. This it wasn't for me, and I I'm. I know I, I'm already expecting the message tomorrow from Joe calling me a full-on curmudgeon because I believe I was called that already once this evening. Um, yeah, this just... Uh, all I wanted tonight was Sammy, Sammy, and more Sammy. And I, th- I this if you put this match on next week, I probably would have been happy and, and enjoyed this. But tonight, all I wanted was Sammy Zane. And what I got at the end was not enough. Okay, so instead, we get recap number six, which is the great stuff from the Royal Rumble, including probably the highlight of As the Bloodline Turns. And how we got to this moment here, leading to the entrance of Sami Zayn later tonight. But before that, Asuka. Asuka with her new face paint and her slightly tweaked theme song. Greg, we got Asuka on SmackDown. We did. Um, don't like the new theme song. Seriously? Oh, I, I love the paint. I love the slight tweak on her theme song. It's not as good as her other theme song, but the point is it's a new character. I And I get that. I just... Do you know what? Sometimes WWE will reward us with, um, you know, the theme song that we want to hear. Sometimes we get it. Um, spoiler alert. But um, yeah, that's that's. I, I, I mean, I I I like Oscar. I like this character. Um, she definitely could be the one going to WrestleMania against Bianca. Um, last patron standing is is damn hard this week, and we'll talk about that at the end of the show. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so we're about to get recap number seven. Recap of the mask exchange between Rey Mysterio and Santos, which was a really touching moment, which I'm glad they brought to TV. Just so Karen Cross can come in and tell us how he thinks that Rey Mysterio is a terrible father. And after seeing the way Rey, Rey has handled Dominic, he doesn't know if he wants to be a father anymore. And no wonder Rey wears a mask because it's to hide his pathetic excuse for a face. Take talk, Greg. I didn't say. Yeah, I've the you know what I did here. You hit fast forward. Oh, damn straight I did. <laughs> All right. So uh, out comes Liv Morgan and it's Liv and Asuka for our semi-main for tonight. And Wade Barrett gets called a full-on simp because he was complimenting Carmella, who is married to the best color commentator in the business, Corey Graves. I beg to differ, Carmella. Um, this uh- match... Is, who who would you call the best color commentator in the business currently? Um, like I'm not sure we can count um, Tony Schiavone, but I you know what I'm gonna go Pat McAfee. Hello, where's Pat? If Pat McAfee's here, this is not a contest, Corey Grave. You need to be grateful that man has things to do outside of wrestling. Yeah, that that's the first name I came up with as well in WWE land. I I didn't you know expand that beyond but yeah wait wait uh cough cough also better wrestler cough cough <laughs> yeah yeah i Fair. said cory graves you can come you can come get some and uh you know when when i wait when i wink at you you'll get a concussion there you go there's my hot take i don't like cory graves so this match gets ruined because carmella won't shut up 
We then have Raquel come out and she confronts Carmella. Nikki Cross comes diving out. And at some point, the Wade Barrett with the line of the night, I'm not sure where I'm supposed to put my hands. And the camera cuts back over as Michael Cole explains that Nikki Cross is sitting in Wade Barrett's lap. And what else can you do here besides laugh? And, and for him to say, I don't think I'm going to be able to go home tonight. Yeah, that, this is funny. This was great. And that leads to an oblivion off the top rope for commercial. We then come back and Asuka has a submission on. Now all of the members of the chamber are standing around the ring. You know where this is going to lead. The only question is who's going to win. Well, Asuka wins with her. It's like a arm bar version of her Asuka lock. Then everybody comes in. We hit finishers all around. We get a cute moment at the end where Raquel stands tall in the ring. She picks up her downed friend Liv, and Liv hits her with with uh, they. The announcer called it Oblivion, but it's not her Oblivion finish. It's her other weird, like Jericho style code breaker thing. Yeah, and it ends up having Liv and Oscar, who just went to war, staring at each other out of respect, looking up at the chamber. Greg, what could all this mean? I guess we'll have to wait and see, Brad. Tony Khan's favorite announcer, Ariel Hawani, is in the crowd where he's talking about how it's been 30 years since the Habs have won the cup. And if Sami Zayn pulls off the miracle, they're going to raise his name like a banner and we're going to party like it's 1993. So what's really funny is before this this segment came up, I was literally in the middle of texting you guys, yourself, in the super secret group chat. I literally was about to ask, I'm like, is this going to be the equivalent of if Sami Zayn does pull this out tomorrow night, is this the modern day, you know, Stanley Cup uh, event in Montreal? Because they're a little while off it. Like, they're, it's certainly not coming this year. Maybe in a couple of years' time, maybe they can challenge for it. But right now, this is not it. So is is this what we get? I mean, this generation, Sammy, Sammy Zayn, you know, is this, this the uh, parade, the NHL parade that I remember as a kid? I don't know. I think it should be. And let's be perfectly frank. At least we're in Montreal, not Toronto, because... Toronto only wins a Stanley Cup once every half century. Longer? Well, yeah, they haven't won. I mean, the Habs won their last Stanley Cup before we had HD. The Leafs won their last Stanley Cup when TV was in black and white. That, that you, There's no lies told yet, so keep talking. <laughs> uh, I Okay, I'll leave you with my favorite joke. I always tell my cousin... Ron, who has his son, Chris, is the same age as me. I was like, dude, you taught your son well. He, you taught him how to be a Leafs fan. That set him up for a life of disappointment and mediocrity. That is probably the most apt thing I've ever heard from, you know, your cousin who I've never met. But that that seems about right. Oh, well, that's what I say to him. And he just shakes his head. And he's like, ah. I mean, it's like, dude, seriously, like it is. Chris is 40 three years old and has never seen his favorite NHL team win a Stanley cup. That's, that's a lifetime of disappointment. Quite literally. It is. Let's keep making Leafs jokes or no, wait, no, we should probably go and talk about the fact that Gunther's coming out versus Mad Cat Moss. And we get the full like, uh, pomp and circumstance. That's our main event. And the announcers, we get the full announcers. And this is, impressive off the 
uh, output by Madcap, he gets right on Gunther and literally throws him to the ground, overpowers Gunther, but Gunther just basically hits him, you know, knocks him down, and he starts grinding him with a side headlock. And yes, I know some people refer to these things as rest holds, but whenever Gunther puts a hold on Greg, it is not a rest hold. It is a grind. That it is. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. This was uh, Gunther is a big dude, big big dude. Yeah. And after another exchange, Madcap hits a shoulder tackle. He knocks Gunther to the outside. Gunther takes over after that commercial break because he got knocked the outside. That's got to be a commercial. Well, of course, it has to be. Madcap counters some of Gunther's offers with this beautiful back suplex, and then. He hits his tr- his bounce off of the ropes three times with a big clothesline. Madcap's got some serious hops. He eventually hits his punchline, but that only gets him two. Gunther takes him down with a big chop. We get some interaction on the top rope where Madcap ends up getting a fallaway slam. It looks like we're about to hit some sort of spear, but that gets turned into a sleeper. The sleeper gets rolled seamlessly into a powerbomb, and he just stacks him up. That's your win. Kind of out of nowhere, Gunther hits the powerbomb for the win. Was I mean, at this point, I think I enjoyed this match, but I was waiting to see Sammy, and I imagine that I'm being nicer than you're going to be. Yeah, I was just wanting this to end. So, yeah, again, this is one of those things that you knew how this was going to end, how this was going to go before this match even started, and did it need 10 minutes? Here's the thing. It it built up Madcap to say that he is a credible challenger. And I think we've developed him into a mid-card guy. The only question I have is, will he ever be more than a mid-carder? Mm, I don't know. He seems very New Brunswick to me. Lo- Speaking of La Mid-Provence, um, next week, Rhea and Charlotte face-to-face, Karen and Cross. Karrion Cross, I was going to say Karrion and Cross. Karrion Cross versus Rey Mysterio and the Firefly Funhouse. At this point, Greg, cancel all your plans for next week. Actually, I could hear you like fling your fling your device across the room, like Firefly Funhouse. Prepare for five minute Greg uh, rant. I was going to say I actually already texted you to say Greg's going to be off sick next uh, next week. He won't be here. Call this call the smack son. As he wanders off to bed, I hear the pitter-patter of his giant feet. Fair. He is, yeah, literally almost as big as me at this point. Then we have a crazy loud entrance. Because Sami Zayn comes out to his song. And I will put this, I'll put this in our group chat, our super secret group chat. Did we get premature theme song? No. I don't think so. What do you will it take away from the pop tomorrow night for Sami Zayn? Not in the least bit. Wow. Um, so I this is where I, I'll bring back in Ariel Hawani because Ariel Hawani wrote now 54 minutes ago, so just after SmackDown goes off the air. Um, at FN, 
he didn't curse f and hell that was perfect this place is deafening gsp at ufc 83-esque so you compared tonight's bell center crowd to what ufc 83 was for me the comparison point not only was the volume the way they treated sammy was that like that episode of smackdown which they taped actually on a tuesday night where hulk hogan came to the ring uh, nobody's favorite now, but at that point, Hulk Hogan, living legend wrestler, and he got cheered, and it went on apparently for like 12 or 13 minutes. I think if Sammy didn't force his way into talking, this would have gone on. This could have gone on for 15 or 20 minutes. Fair. Hawani responded to Khan. Oh, Greg, breaking news. Go for it. Breaking news. <laughs> he says, thank you for watching, old friend. Can't wait for our next chat. Also, don't listen to the snowman, Shivani. You're a legend in my books. <laughs> oh, now all I want is this, this UFC fight. Let's There's go. Feud of the year is going to be Tony Khan versus Ariel Hawani the rate we're going so we get this interaction for a while and the crowd just goes nuts to the point that i might audio get cut off because apparently they were chanting fu reigns but not fu reigns they well so did you hear any of the fu reigns nope not on the okay feed. so on the canadian feed the fu reigns was going for probably 15 20 seconds before they had to sweeten it out to try to cover it brad sends a text to say there's something going on with my feed i'm like no no it's not it's wwe trying to not get uh, off a of fox yeah well on a friday night yeah pretty well so sammy gets on the mic and says everybody this time of year is getting ready for wrestlemania that's the biggest night of the year but I'm getting ready for the biggest night of my life. The biggest match of my life is tomorrow here in Montreal. The crowd continues to go nuts. We then get a little uh, en français, shall we say, from Sam yes. Zane. You were we in our green in our group chat again. You're like, he should cut this whole promo in French. He should cut this whole promo in French. Um, and he starts en français. Yes, and he also then has some French words, which I'm not sure I can say on the free feed. No, we probably shouldn't. Uh, it starts with a T, and it's a form of blaspheming, uh, but is a common French curse word, because if you know anything about Quebec culture, all of their fr- their cursing is a form of blaspheming, really. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, I can tell that did that could cut out on the Canadian feed, because the American feed, they had no idea what he was saying. It did not get cut on the Canadian feed. Now, I didn't quite hear what they said, so maybe there was some sort of scrubbing on it, but yeah. On the American feed, we got the T word and it just flew through the sensors. Well, that's not surprising. And uh, he says that tomorrow night it's going to be, it's not just going to be Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns. It's going to be Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn and all of Montreal. And I, and I'm going, and you're going down, like slams the mic probably shattering that $500 mic and the crowd loses its mind. And yeah. I mean, going back to the beginning of this promo, Sammy's in tears. Mm. This brought Sammy to tears. Um, Just listening because it went on for the better part of 10 minutes of Sammy stood in the ring, not saying a word to the fans, just going crazy. And I got to give him props because 
he did regain his composure. He got his promo across. He clearly cut the crowd off from the FU Roman stuff, knowing that that was probably going to get the center. But he let it play out long enough that he experienced the moment, allowed other people to live in that moment, and then got his promo in and out and hit the time cue. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was it was great. I wanted more of this. This was not enough for me tonight. Um, I mean, I don't even know. Do you bring in Kevin Owens in this? Like Kevin and Sammy in Montreal? I, like, I, I don't know how to make this even bigger, but I am I am torn going in tomorrow. Um, let, let's preview tomorrow at this point, Brad. Uh, or no, you probably want to Hulu gotta, first. That's quickly Hulu review because this won't take very long. Although we may, we could argue. I won't, I'll tell you what, uh, we won't argue. We'll just, I'll let you take the lead on the Hulu review. I'll just call things and you tell them whether they're staying or not. I was going to say, uh, let's go the other way because all I wanted was one thing in this, and this is going to be a, a 15 minute episode. So, okay. So I'd like to. Uh, superstar the first match of the night with Nat, the MMA versus Canadian tanks. Sure, that makes sense. Okay, and then we're going to we're going to go and see Charlotte stay in the race. That's cut. Um, don't need hit row. They, they they this did not do them any favors. No, and again, we are in firm belief at this point that the writers were high and yep. Emma Emma and Madcap can go as well. Sure. Era Hawaii in the crowd gets to stay, I think, on both of our cuts. You know why? Absolutely. Because that creates the best Twitter beef ever. I'm keeping Drew and Sheamus and versus the Viking Raiders. This was a great match. I don't care. All right. Okay. Um, we can. <laughs> I don't think we need Asuka. I mean, I liked Asuka's entrance. You didn't. So we'll cut that. Carrying Cross and Ray can go. And this whole women's interaction before the Elimination Chamber did not add to this match. Uh, well, I mean, you you had Nikki Cross sitting in in Wade Barrett's lap, so, so we'll, super, we'll superstar it. Okay, I was gonna say you got to put that piece in. All right, and we'll show the little everybody hits everybody's finisher at the end or hits a big move, and then we have people staring. Era Hawani in the crowd again. Keep. Yep. Gunther, Gunther and Madcap can be superstarred just because I think it's always it's good for Gunther to add some more bodies to his body count before he, I. This is the thing that makes me the most mad about Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Is that Gunther and Brock Lesnar are sitting right there. If, yeah. if it's Bobby Lashley and Bray Wyatt, whatever, the, these are those are two odd parts. But if I don't get if I get okay, you know what? I can see how this can win. Bray Wyatt, right. it's just and his whole funhouse crew gets brought in, they all get put in gimmicks, and her business just stomps them. Fair. And then we never see them again. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the MVP becomes our new favorite wrestler. All right. And uh, everything from Sami Zayn. Well, you know what? I think we could just loop that in twice to make all right. the, uh, the other stuff we cut. All right. We'll start the episode with the same with all of the history of the bloodline stuff. We'll play the Sami Zayn thing. We'll then watch all the other pieces we left. Told you to keep in, and then we'll watch the Sami Zayn thing again and go, "Yeah, let's go." Well, I mean, they they told in this episode of smackdown they told the story of the last year yep right this started april last year we're in end of february i mean we're we told a 10-month story here so we can't ask for it any better okay we should have have both those clips there 
Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, let's let's preview Elimination Chamber for tomorrow. Uh, starting off, first match of the card, according to what's currently in the Wikipedia, uh, Theory, Freakin' Rollins, Gargano, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, and Montez Ford for the Elimination Chamber match for the U.S. Uh, US Championship. Theory wins so he can face John Cena at WrestleMania. Yeah, I think that is probably the safest bet you've got there. Yay, um, we agreed. So let's keep going. Asuka versus Liv Morgan versus Nikki Cross versus Raquel Rodriguez versus Natalia versus Carmella. Winner goes on to WrestleMania 39 to face the Raw Women's Champion. I'm torn between Asuka and Raquel, but I think it's going to be Asuka. I agree, which doesn't make for good as well. We're skipping three. Right. We're going yeah. four. Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Judgment Day's Rhea Ripley and Finn Balor. Mixed tag. Um, I think this is going to be Judgment Day with the win and to set up a WrestleMania match. And I think Edge will be fighting Finn somewhere in the crowd to set up whatever their tip is going to be. Yeah. Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar in the aforementioned match. Um, boy, oh boy. I kind of mm. hope it's Brock. Um, but I don't if he gets to go on the Bray Wyatt. So let's go Bobby Lashley. I'm going to go Brock then. Okay, first time we disagreed. And in what will be the main event, maybe the main event match of the uh, year, and WWE yeah. does a good job of this. Hopefully they'll give us lots of time. We'll get the whole long entrance. Sami Zayn challenging for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship against Roman Reigns. This is a head and a heart, Brad. I I honestly don't know what to do here. Um, I I want it to be Sammy so bad, but I feel like we can't have nice things. I'm a little worried about that too. So I'm yeah, I am a little nervous. So that place is going to come unglued tomorrow night if Sami Zayn wins this. And we didn't even mention, we mentioned the theme song change. We didn't mention Sami's shirt that I've been checking WWE shop all day. I want that bloody honorary Hab shirt that I can't get. Oh, I, I think that's a Montreal exclusive. It is. I, and it's driving me nuts. Um, honorary spelled with the correct Canadian way. Ah. Um Oh, with the U. All right. With the That's, U. You know what? Tomorrow night's going to be an amazing night. And you're going to, if you're a patron, you get to join Matt and Boris as they do our post show here on the network. And you're going to get to join in. You can slide into the into the room and you can have your voice heard. The guys will be all over YouTube. But if you want to hear your voice, patreon.com slash SNME radio. And Greg, I hear that you get a ton, like literally a ton of podcasts with wrestling and pop culture if for just a buck a week. Yeah, uh, we can't even list them. There's that many right now. Uh, please check it out. Patreon.com slash SNME radio. As Brad said, it's a buck a week. There's uh, multiple um, pop culture podcasts. I don't know about you. Uh, I've been giving a, a listen to some of our new shows. I really enjoyed last week's episode of the uh, Godfathers of Podcasting mm -hmm. uh, when they had uh, Eric Bowser on. Uh, really enjoyed that show. Uh, had a lot of laughter. 
Um, I actually even asked my wife, I, I, I mentioned that that's who was on the show. She's like, oh, I know that guy. So, I mean, it's it's uh, it was great that we could actually share in something uh, that was on the network because she's not allowed to listen to our show. There are so many shows I'm enjoying as I'm, I gave Steve the shout out earlier. Um, I also last week was really enjoying our new wrestling journey. Um, I I really enjoyed the interview with Sting and Darby last week. That oh, Steven's be- wrestling journey. That was that was a very fun show as well. And uh, the MLW Rewind. It was it's a show that I like. I just don't have enough hours in my life to watch all of this. But after hearing the guys talk about MLW, I went and checked out the main event from from the show that they mentioned. And so that was my that was my like cherry picking of wrestling. And that's the fun thing about these podcasts is they give you such a variety of pop culture and wrestling that you can have somebody else tell you something that is great. And like, I listen, we, there's so much wrestling compared to what I experienced as a kid where I I think here in my part of Canada, I got an hour of superstars a week and occasionally we get TBS around Christmas time. And I would get the second hour on Saturday night. And that was it. That was two hours of wrestling. Now there's literally days of wrestling that's produced every week by and there's amazing matches, which we miss just because we can't keep up with it all. So shout out to all and, the guys in the network. And don't forget, like, you know, that that's on top of the ones we've had for years. Like, bam, which is going to be super special this Monday when we have Love Guru 2 that got postponed due to the Super Bowl and everything else. I'm looking forward immensely to hearing Boris and Matt talk about, uh, you know, all things love, sex, relationships on the Valentine's Day, a week later episode of BAM, you know, our Tuesday Morning Cook Raw review. We've got, you know, as you said, Steve Swift and Dark review, Dark Elevation review, NXT talk, um, the all weekly Dynamite review. Um, what else am I missing out there that that's you know uh, regular Rampage Ramble us on SmackDown? Um, you know, WTF once a month. You get setting the standard. You have Doctor Mouth's lunch party. You've already mentioned the Godfathers. There's just a ton of stuff here. Literally, I have two and a half pages of notes here from from Randy that I could scroll through every week and read. Yeah. You are cold reads, but oh, and we didn't even mention it's canon. Oh, that's right. And it's canon got rolled into the network. And I, spoiler from listening to the uh, segment for BAM this week, apparently we're going to get a soccer podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that came out of the uh, FIFA World Cup. Um, yeah. I was aware that they were planning on bringing one in. So we're getting a soccer podcast coming up soon. So, I mean, there's a little something for everyone. And at a buck a week, really, um, you're not going to. You're not going to be uh, unaccompanied on any of your journeys if you've got us on your podcatcher. And patreon.com slash SNME radio. Tomorrow night, you're going to get, you'll have a rampage review later today. And as well, you're going to get our coverage of Elimination Chamber, plus Mike and Uncle Dave back with the big show with all of the fallout from Elimination Chamber. And then it all begins again, friends. So thank you for joining us. Special shout out to anybody who found us for the first time tonight. And yeah, we enjoy spending our Friday evenings together, but we also enjoy spending our Friday evenings with you, our special friends. So have a wonderful week, and we'll see you after Elimination Chamber. Good night. You the ones.